Welcome to another episode of our Inner Sparks Featured Stories. I am Lily Yen, your host of this podcast and founder of Our Inner Sparks. We all have so many inspiring women around us in our lives. We need to acknowledge and celebrate each of these women's successes. Let's do that together. Let's use these opportunities as ways to inspire and empower each other and others. Join me to discover, embody, and share our inner sparks. It's with great pleasure to feature Emmy Lentino in today's episode of Our Inner Sparks Feature Story. Emmy is an American-born singer, songwriter, film producer, and actress who now lives in New Zealand. She's also an avid supporter of the global indie music and film community. In the year of 2020, Emmy has shown great resilience in the entertainment world and is making a leap in her career. I can't wait for you to all meet her. So come along with me to hear Emmy's inspiring story. Hi, Emmy. Welcome to Our Inner Sparks featured story. Hello. Thank you so much, Lily, for having me as a guest today. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm super excited that you are joining us all the way from New Zealand. <laughs> so thank you so much for getting up super early in the morning for us and sharing your story on the show for our listeners. So appreciate all that. Thank you. And um, I, a big shout out to all of your listeners too. They're a wonderful, supportive bunch of folks from all over the world. And it's really exciting that they're tuning in to today's show as well. So thank you. I have had the pleasure to get to know you a lot more in the past few months and have enjoyed seeing a lot of exciting projects that you've been involved in, in indie music and films. I have to say, I admire how you are not letting any of this chaos around us in the world today stop or dampen anything that you're doing in terms of pursuing your passion and dream. So kudos to you. Thank you, Lily. Yeah, I can't wait to dive all into it because you got so many exciting things going on right now. But let's get started with a quick self-introduction. Who is Emmy? Um, my name is Emmy Lentino. I'm based in New Zealand, and I am an indie singer-songwriter, a co-host on Heart of Indie Radio, and also involved in indie films as both executive producer and as well as an actress. And I love what I do. It is wonderful, all the things that you do, and you know, you're sharing it so well in social media and on YouTube. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, but I think as we chatted before, this is something that you started doing when you were very young, pursuing this singing and acting career since at very young age. Yes, yes. I think I was about four years old, really, when it all started. I was singing at church and really involved in acting and all sorts of things. I saw the musical Annie when I was four years old and fell in love with Annie and all the songs, and I stood up on the chair at the intermission, which my mother was horrified by, by the way, because you don't do that in the theater. And I was like, Mommy, this is what I'm meant to do. I want to be on stage. And so my mom was like, okay, yeah, she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Supportive parents. I just saw that image. That was amazing. And yes, as a mother, it would be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd never seen me do any. I was always so proper. Do you remember the why? I guess at four, it's kind of early to have that consciousness yeah. of the why. <laughs> I think it was the imagination that captured my attention when I watched a live show. But I had also seen The Wizard of Oz, and that was the first 
real movie that I remember seeing as a kid where it made such an impression on me. And I loved the singing. I loved Judy Garland. I wanted to find Oz. I was always looking for keys that would lead me there. So, and I was singing the, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So I think it was probably a mixture of seeing that film and then watching a live performance where there was someone mm-hmm. young, like Annie, that was on right. stage and performing. And I think it was when it clicked, oh, this is something that people do. You know, they, right. they're in films, which I didn't really understand, you know, it was a film. To me, it was, I was seeing a kind of a portal of existence um, that I didn't fully understand, but I was mesmerized. And then seeing someone live on stage that was, you know, obviously older than me, but still a little girl singing and dancing and looked so happy. I was just like, wow, this is something that I want, I want to do. And, and uh, mm. yeah, so I think it just kind of stemmed from there. And then it was looking at op- opportunities to perform. And there were uh, shows that were having auditions. And I auditioned for my first real show when I was about eight. The first show was not a success. I ended up learning the wrong song to, I still remember it, Mrs. Sandal put out the, put out the message that we, you know, there was a, a musical and, and we were all excited. And I went home and I told my mom, I'd only been at the school maybe a month. I didn't really know anyone. And I said, they want us to sing something about America. And she said, oh, and so she gets out the song and we, we learned it and it ended up being the wrong version. And so I froze at the audition and I got cast as a bystander woman number one. <laughs> and my grand plans of being a star were squashed and I was really sad. And then I think it might have been a few weeks later, there was an audition for Alice Wonderland. And I said, Mom, I want to do this. And she said, absolutely. I support you. She drove me to the audition. I, I dressed up as Dorothy. I know. Different, right? <laughs> auditioning for the Wizard of Oz dressed up as Dorothy and I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow and I got cast as one of the Alice's so there was two of us Um, and the director didn't know that I was I had just turned nine she thought Mm -hmm. I was older the old the other girl was I think about 12 I remember all of the kids because we performed this little vignette of Alice in Wonderland we're like wow I didn't you know you were really good. And, and my teacher, yeah. my music teacher, who I still am friends with today, was oh, just like wonderful. blown away. She's like, where was this? Where was this performance where you were auditioning for our show? Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's kind of it kind of went on from there. But, you know, two things that stood out for me in your mom's support in this. You said you wanted to do this. And she's like, yep, let's do it. That's wonderful. I think that helps. Um, the second thing is just your persistence, like <laughs> of meeting these, you know, challenges and being able to push through it and finding new opportunities. Good, good on you. Um, most of us, I mean, when we were young, all wanted to be a singer or actor or some sort of <laughs> celebrity. I'm mm-hmm. sure most of us had those dreams. And <laughs> at some point in life, right, and reality hits and we kind of start embarking on other journeys and paths that either we thought we had to do or Others told us that we had to do. What do you think made the difference in your life that allowed you to continue to pursue that dream and, you know, doing all this now as a part of life? I think it was many things, but I think persistence and drive are certainly two things that come to mind. Uh, I have had many failures and I've fallen many times and Mm. I've been crushed where I thought I'm done. So I think it's it hasn't been an easy journey, but I'm appreciative of that because I think that anytime you really want to do something, if it's really something on your heart, 
you have to be willing to ride the wave of, you know, the inconsistencies or people maybe not really believing that you're capable of it, or they're not being opportunities at your fingertips. And so you have to learn to then create them. But these are all things that have happened over time. And I'm thankful for every failure and every no, because I think that it's been a test of, is this really what you want to do, first of all? And secondly, I think that it's helped shape the woman that I am today. And it's given me great empathy for others. And it's also allowed me to, when I have the opportunity, always to help other people, especially younger people, because I know what it's like to to struggle and uh, the ups and downs. When you're a little girl, you're a little boy, there's listeners out there that totally can identify with it. Like you said, you know, you have a dream and you, and it's something that you really, you can't even explain. You just, in your imagination, it's so possible. And I think that there are times when that's certainly uh, squashed, but Mm. that childlike innocence and that wonder, I feel like there's a part of me that's never lost that, even though I've gone through a lot. And I think that I've always held on to that magic that I had as a kid, because I've always believed that anything is possible. And I think that growing up in Oregon with great parents and, you know, they, they worked hard their whole lives to be able to provide opportunities for both my brother and I to participate in things like classes and sports. And I think that that's just something that you grow to appreciate when you're older as well. You know, when Mm -hmm. you're a kid, you think, the whole world revolves around you. Your parents are just waiting to take you places. Um, you know, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> My mom had a minivan and I did like five activities. And I was like, no, I, I want to do track. And I want to, I also want to do soccer. Oh, there's a theater. Oh, there's a special honor choir. I'd like to audition for. Oh, there's a play. My mom's like, okay. we And I don't know how she did it, but everything was so organized. <laughs> and it's because of her organization and her willingness to say, okay. Yeah. And if you're listening, mom, I just want to thank you so much because uh, it really, you know, shaped who I am now. Uh, And then I tell, I tell young people, no, of course you, if you want to do it, let's, let's look at this. Let's make this happen. Um, Oh, that's that's a very long answer. I hope people are, are are eating popcorn and 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 they've cleared their (laughs) schedules for the next few hours. (laughs) Oh, amazing. What a great story, but it's, and so true. Like, I mean, the parents making that happen, providing the opportunity for us to flourish. And it's great that your mom was so persistent as well. And not just you being persistent, but her uh, being persistent, providing that opportunity to you. I love what you said about how the part of the imagination that you had as a child, uh, the magic you believed in as a child, you never lost it. And I think that's really key. If you were you want to pursue anything in, in life is you need to believe that it could happen. And you are demonstrating that and fearlessly going after all these different things. And I'm like so impressed. You know, you're not only singer, songwriter, you are now producing films, you have been acting and it's just amazing. Like you said, you also co-hosting the part of indie radio and that that in itself I think is great too we can talk about it a little bit more because I think not only are you a indie artist yourself you are an avid supporter of indie artists by doing something like that um can you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved and what you get most out of it 
Sure. Well, it's um, it's a great opportunity that came about a year ago for me. And and as I've said to Eddie Davis, uh, shout out to him and all of his team over at Hands of Grace Ray of Light, which is our amazing nonprofit uh, that started uh, mm. a few years ago and has now given the opportunity to create Heart of Indie Radio for the the exact opportunity for indie artists to get airplay, which is, you know, difficult and, and especially in these times. So I'm pretty sure that once I was on Twitter, I think I saw uh, something that they tweeted and it really resonated with me because they're all about helping you know, up and coming artists, but also promoting positivity. They've got lots of programs through, through their hands of grace, ray of light that I, that really resonated with me as a human being. So they have a kindness program and an anti-bullying program and a teen suicide prevention program where they have a huge amount of volunteers that are going out in Texas and in Nashville and uh, and helping people that are in need. And I loved that that was what they were about. When then I found out that they had their own radio station and the reasons why they had it, I thought, wow, this is amazing. And I think I retweeted something and that was kind of how it all all happened. And then they said, would you like to submit your music? And and I did. And then they made me a featured artist, I think for that month, which was an incredible honor. I felt really tickled. Yes. And uh, yeah. and it was also happening at a time when um, I was kind of looking at, you know, my life and kind of what 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 is my purpose? And I had, uh, you know, had a conversation with a man upstairs <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just and I'd, I'd said, look, you know, I need some signs from the heavens because I'm I've kind of hit some brick walls here with music thing. And then as a featured artist with Heart of Indie Radio, and then they asked me if I would be happy and open to being a co-host for a brand new show. And mm-hmm. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of where it, where it all happened. And that was exactly a year ago. I recorded my very first show with Eddie. I was in London recording uh, a project there. And I did the segment with him and it went really well. It was well received. And that's kind of where it, it's happened. Uh, and now we have another show that we do, um, the European show for the UK and all of Europe. And it's great to not only host the show with Eddie, and uh, listen to great indie artists and promote it. But also he gave me the opportunity, the whole team did, to go out and find artists from all over the world that had something to offer, not just a, an incredible talent, but that they you know, were a lovely human being and they were giving back to the world in some way, um, both artists and then uh, industry execs from right. all over, you know, all over the world. And they've said, look, you can you can contact them and interview them. And so I think it's really been nice to have that freedom of exploring mm-hmm. a different type of skill set. And I found that I really love interviewing people and I love talking to them. I think that's what mm-hmm. it is, is, as you know, just talking <laughs> to people and connecting with that on that human level mm-hmm. is so lovely. And then being able to share it and knowing that someone else will resonate with what's being shared. It's a really exciting yes. thing. And I feel like yeah. it really came at a time when, like, like I said, I'd, I'd prayed for a sign and I felt like it led me, it was kind of the catalyst for leading me down the path that I really ultimately needed to be at. And now it's an amazing opportunity to connect with other artists and other people around the world that love music and know that at the same time, I'm learning and honing a skill that I still need to get better at. I still, you know, every day I wake up and I want to be the best co-host that I can be because I look at it as an opportunity to grow and, yes. and I'm excited about that. And I think, Oh, well, you know what? 
no one's perfect. We all, <laughs> we all flub up when we're trying to be articulate and all that stuff. And I think I try to have fun with it and yes. kind of, you know, have a bit of a laugh at myself. And I think, oh, that, that sentence didn't, <laughs> that, that wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be. But, uh, <laughs> but I hope that the human element, you know, and just yes. that connection is what people focus on. And then, of course, that they love the person I'm interviewing, <laughs> which is more important. It's that real. Element yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And also, I, I have to agree, like interviewing people, I'm learning so much from talking to different people, their passion, how they, you know, overcome struggles and challenges. And this has been in itself rewarding for me as an individual. But also, I know for a fact from all the feedback that I'm getting from others, that it's helping them and sharing by sharing one person's success. And number one, we're celebrating that person's success. Number two, we are also then now inspiring so many more to do, you know, the things that they want to do. So I'm sure it's the same way for you, for the indie artists that you are interviewing. It's great and an honor to be interviewed, but also then now you're spreading the word on how did how do you actually go about doing this? <laughs> and and oh, to absolutely. others aspiring artists. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that Eddie, you know, always is encouraging us to do, you know, every time we are interviewing is to is to do it from the angle of, yes, sharing that particular person's story, which is very mm -hmm. important, and allowing the, the listener to connect with their story, but also about promoting opportunities for indie artists and up-and-coming people in the industry and mm -hmm. giving them tutorials. You know, there's lots of free information on our YouTube channel and, you know, because, because we're always, you know, I've come up a up against some things where I didn't realize, even though I've been in the industry for, you know, a few years, I, there was things that maybe I didn't know. And so I've been trying to basically document that. And so is Eddie about educating our artists so that they do realize, okay, these are some questions that we wish that we had known before. And so right. really giving them an opportunity also to learn with us. And I think it's really nice when you can offer help and support and education for listeners uh, just as you do on 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 your on your amazing network, you know. I think anytime you can share people's stories, but also empower them to take steps to better themselves um, in any capacity, I think is is always you always can feel really proud about being a part of that project, and um, and it opens doors too to talk with people, right? And it's great that you guys are doing it globally to show that no matter where you are in the world, you can do that. And I think the network that you're building in itself, having those conversations uh, is huge as, as well. So many great things that you've been involved with. Do you have any favorite moments being in the industry of music and film? There's been so many different moments from the time I was a, a kid on stage and, and plays and connecting with the audience and having them laugh. Being close to the other cast members, I think that was something that I really have always loved um, is the community that you feel with people mm. that love the arts and, and you're learning and growing and working towards a goal together. And it's a real beautiful celebration of, of the arts when you can come together with people that are all in a show together. And I think that that's something that I will always carry with me. Those are some of my favorite memories was that. And again, that's that human connection because I've always loved listening to people's stories. If they have time, then yet talking to them as well. And I think that that's something that I really love about being alive is connecting with other, other human beings. Mm -hmm. I just, I love it. I love people so yeah. much um, and learning their story. And, um, and I think that it's helped shape the films that I want to be involved with. 
and right. this and uh, as well as the things that I write and the shows that I'm working on now and the music because it's all coming from a place of wanting other people to connect with the message and hoping that they feel better for it and mm-hmm. um yeah so not just telling the story but also offering some solutions to some yeah. challenges that are maybe brought up because I think it's important you know I think especially in this climate that we're in throughout the world there's a lot of hurt as we know and it's being captured every day on the news multiple facets but mm-hmm. I feel that everyone has a opportunity to create something really positive and powerful out of sadness and that's what mm-hmm. I feel my job is so I think that everyone has a facet of expertise or something that they feel called to do. And I really admire and respect that. I know that I'm meant to encourage people with, you know, maybe something visual or, or with music or with, or the power of just, you know, speaking to someone, speaking life and light into them, you know, so it's not about pretending that those things aren't happening, but I think mm-hmm. it's about shifting the focus and saying, this is an opportunity for change in a really positive way and empowering people to focus on those positivities because I think that you are so much more inclined to really be joyful when you know that there's hope and that's what I want to create with everything that I do um, through storytelling and stuff so I totally agree and um, this is why I do our inner sparks you know, although in different industry, but it's the same thing. It's really to ignite that inner spark that people have inside. And like you said, everybody has special skills. Everybody has, you know, special talents and they can bring that to the table. And no matter how dark the time is, we can all come together, stay positive, continue to provide each other that inspiration to do what we really are meant to do. And I love just having a platform to share this message so that more people can um, enlighten themselves with their strengths, their abilities, and then also do the same and, and use that to go help others see light. <laughs> Being able to contribute so positively into the world is a great feeling. I'm so proud of what you're doing, Lily. And and I think oh, that it's, you, you felt this calling in your life and it's come yep. at a time when also other people are really, you know, wanting to connect and feeling maybe frustrated, but then when they get to have a chance to listen to your nice calming voice and the messages of hope that you do share through other people's stories. I right. think it's, um, yeah, it's, I'm really proud of you because I know that oh. it's, I know you put a lot of work and time and imagination into what you do. And I know that people really appreciate it and there's such a need for it. So well, I just want to thank you for, oh. for doing oh. that. Um, Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's important. So talking about story time, Emmy, um, you do a story time <laughs> with Emmy on YouTube. Um, and I've been listening to many episodes of this. And I love it because it's really a great way for people to get to know you better. Uh, among all other great contents you have on there, by the way, because I, I love your music on there as well. People can actually connect at a human level uh, when they hear a story. Because a, a lot of us, you know, faced with self-doubts faced with questions from others. Why are you doing this? And what makes you think you can do this, right? (laughs) And I think (laughs) you address that a lot with a lot of your stories. I would like to, you know, ask you maybe what is the biggest moment in, you know, for you when you had someone gave you that negative energy or even maybe yourself gave you that negative energy that brought you down? And then how did you deal with that? Oh, wow. 
That's a great question. When I, I had an audition for a show and I was thrilled to have received the lead role, I think I naively thought, as probably most of us at times in our lives, that there was this beautiful community of support that because I was excited when other people would succeed and was always so proud of them. And that was kind of, you know, that was our how our family was and is, is that we would always talk positively about others and lift them up. And, you know, we were taught that, you know, no matter what, if, if you didn't make it into something that, you know, it wasn't meant to be, but you still worked hard and you were happy for those that had succeeded. Mm-hmm. So I had a few things happen right in a row where I was, it was a, it was a summer show and I was involved in two shows at a time. So I got the lead role in one of the shows. And then I was asked to be in a high school production playing a little girl. I was playing Amaryllis and the music band. And so I was overwhelmed, obviously, with lots of lines to learn and all that stuff. But I was I was so excited. And I remember some of the girls that uh, were in this theater program that I was in were not very happy that I was doing that. And they there were some things that were said that were really hurtful. And um, and I think I think it was the first time that I realized that people do have obviously they were they were in pain. And I understand that hurt people hurt you when they're hurting. But at the time, it really just, it really hurt me. And I didn't know why someone would take the time to be unkind. I went home and I talked about it with both my parents. And I said, this is what's happened. And I don't know what to do. And, and I said, I feel like I should hide or I felt like I had needed to apologize for, you know, doing well. And I think that that's something that it did make an impression on me, Lily, because there are times mm-hmm. in life when I, you know, once you experience that, you never really miss it. You can see mm-hmm. it. And I think that it made me aware that I am a people pleaser and that mm-hmm. I always want others to feel really good about what they're doing. I also realize that sometimes, no matter how hard you work at at making other people feel good, there's going to be folks that, you know, either don't appreciate it or they don't receive it. And And I think it was a powerful thing to experience, to realize that, you know what, in life, there are going to be those unkind moments. It is about how you react to them. And it did hurt. I mean, I did cry and it did go on for, you know, a number of weeks and maybe even months. But I, I also want to thank those girls because I think it made me realize that it wasn't enough to just do well. It's not about doing something and being enough. I think it's about enjoying what you're doing and realizing that everyone's going to have comments or perspectives, because we live in a big world. And that if you allow those things to define you, or you allow yourself to go and hide because you hope that it will be, it'll be enough to make someone feel more comfortable to be around you. It actually ends up being a waste of time, because Mm -hmm. no amount of really any of that will change how they're treating you. And so I think it was a good lesson and I came, came up against it many times in my life, you know, for on various levels. And I just, I guess it makes me thankful because again, it's given me empathy for Mm -hmm. um, other people. And I can really see it from a, from far away when someone's struggling or when someone's had something kind of spoken over their life, that's unkind. I immediately want to help them because I know that it's, you know, it's a really, really powerful thing when someone says, I know it hurts and it's going to hurt tomorrow too, but you're going to be right. okay. Right. And you're going to be able to rise out Absolutely. of this. Um, so, 
Yeah, I would say that that's probably the first thing that I remember. But again, I'm thankful for it. I agree with you. I echo what you just said, that it's actually really a good thing that it happened early in your life because it made such an impression on you that you now take that experience with you for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. be able to deal with these situations differently. And it is a decision. Like when something like that happened, that it is a choice on how you deal with it. Like you said, you could run away, hide, you know, get hurt and upset and don't ever come out. Or you face it, you know that you just can't please everybody. You are meant to like resonate with certain people. And and I believe that. Like I don't think we're all here to resonate with everyone in the world. You know, everybody has different thought process perspectives and you just resonate with different people and that's okay it's a good lesson to learn early in your life because I think a lot of kids especially teenagers struggle with that because it's almost like an identity challenge of who you are so it's a great story like it's a it's heartbroken to hear at that young age you have to deal with things like that but it is true that that also then becomes a strength I know you write songs what age did you get started on that I started writing songs when I was really little they started out in the form of kind of lullabies and I remember when I was 10 years old and I lost I was really sad I lost my first cousin um she passed away and she and I were really close and I think I that just took the wind out of me that someone that I knew that was you know Mm -hmm. not that much older than me was was no longer there and it just hurt so much and the only way that I could describe the pain was to write a song and I wrote the song called God's Little Angels and I recorded it and I sent it to, you know, my aunt. I think that was that time that I, I realized music is healing and it was something that I knew I had to do for myself. I don't know if it was about sharing it with other people as much as it was trying to come to terms with something, knowing that I couldn't articulate it with words in terms of like having a chat like we are now. I had to write mm-hmm a story or something. So that was the first song that I wrote. And then it continued on from there. That is uh, a great story. You you started because like you said, you couldn't articulate in words, went to the place where was music, you expressed it in a different, different format. That's powerful. Yeah. I'm glad you found a way to, to kind of deal with that tragedy. You found a calling as well at the same time. You talked a lot about films and we mentioned that uh, you're also producing films and acting and doing a lot of these exciting projects lately. You were on Isolation, the series by Steve Leeds and it's an internet series and you guys have been doing so well on in terms of number of views. It's amazing how well it's been received um, but the project is really unique. It was made during the COVID-19 social isolation And it was filmed by all these different talents across the globe. It was then edited together. Why don't you give us an idea of what it was like in a filming project during isolation? Yeah, um, well, I just uh, shout out to Steve Leeds, who's an incredible actor himself and a screenwriter who lives in, in England and had this great idea about, you know, I think it originated from doing a scene with a friend that lived far away and he was just going to do it on his phone and then he merged them together. And then that's kind of where he got the idea of like, okay, if I wrote simple storylines and I gave the opportunity to other, you know, actors from around the world to send their headshots to me via Twitter. And that's kind of how it was. It was just in the thread, you know, if you'd like to be considered for a role, you know, give me your headshot. And then he would select 
he would write the storylines um, and and then obviously give those parts to people. Okay. And uh, I met Steve actually through social media mm-hmm. on another project, a film that we're we're doing together called Becoming Everything, which I'll talk about shortly. But um, mm-hmm. then the opportunity came to basically putting myself forward for a, for a role. And I said, look, you know, under, totally understand that there's nothing. Um, for me, I understand there's lots of people that are wanting to be in this, but if if there's anything that comes to mind, I'd be honored to be a part of it. And and he, you know, got in touch with me within a week and said, you know, I've got this role for you, and I think that you're really going to have fun with it. So, mm. you know, are are you still available? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and it was I had already been watching the the shows, and and I'd seen this incredible talent that I was intimidated I was like oh my goodness all these people have done all these amazing shows and they were so yes. lovely and a great um, cast. yeah it was it was an amazing it's an amazing cast and everyone yeah. is so passionate about their role and so like you said they film the roles in their own home you send all the scenes to him he splices it together so sometimes you don't necessarily know who your scene partner is you don't yeah. necessarily know how it's going to be you know, edited together. So it actually was quite humorous because we, I think that's what made it funny was that you were discovering it with your viewers as well. Oh, that's and, so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was, a, it's been a great experience. It's, as you said, it's been really well received. The actors are from all over the globe. They are so talented. A few different cast members that have actually booked roles based on a casting director, seeing them in the show and going, oh, wow. wow, you'd be perfect for this nice. project and so Steve is really obviously tickled because he knows that he's provided an opportunity for people during a very difficult time for the yes. acting community yes. so although we couldn't actually be a cast in terms of you know being in each other's presence we all were able to work together virtually and the family unit is so strong like we all just love each other and we're so supportive of each other's careers yes. and helping one another out it took an idea and Steve had the idea and then he had the initiative to see it through despite lots of challenges and I'm really proud of them. So thank you, Steve, for your genius idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's a brilliant concept and well executed. I've, I've also messaged him and I said, I just can't believe how he did all that editing. Uh, It is not easy because these, like you said, people are talking to (laughs) no one. (laughs) They're actually talking to air. (laughs) No one else. right? (laughs) It's hard to act like that and and being able to provide uh, the script for people to act like that and really you know having that vision and then direction and then executing it and Kudos. He's, he's never really edited um anything either you know that's something that he's you know <laughs> he what i mean because it's it's a it's a skill set i mean it's an amazing skill set that I, I i don't even know how to begin i've tried to edit things before and it's and, and like yeah. you said, it's two things. Provided a forum for people to get together even during these difficult times and to be creative together. The acting community has been heavily impacted by COVID-19, not being able to get together and really do the creative work. So he provided a, really a platform or a way to do so. And then the second thing is, like you said, people are getting calls to get casted. And that's amazing. Uh, additional opportunities during these most difficult times for everybody. That's awesome. Great project to be in. I, I had a great time watching the whole series because it was it was funny. <laughs> I, I loved your part too. Like, it's hilarious. And it's totally not how Emmy is. <laughs> no, no, I know. I had a, <laughs> You're like I was a little bit worried <laughs> about people thinking, you know, but that's acting, right? You know, I was just, that's I played the zany. It. A zany yeah. character um, that was colorful and and it was really fun to play. 
Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It was fun really to watch. It. It, was, it was a great show. Um, yeah. Tell us about more of your films that you're involved in. I think there's so many great things that's coming up. Thank you, Lily. Well, it's, a, it's an exciting time. I think I referenced it earlier about a year ago when I became the co-host for Heart of Indie Radio with Eddie. I could see that there was a shift in my life and I was being led down the path that I was meant to be in. And uh, there was also an opportunity to audition for an indie film. And I sent my first self-tape, which I had never done before. And then I got an agent and decided this is what I want to do again. You know, I put acting on hold for quite some time when I moved to New Zealand. Uh, there was just other things that needed my attention. And mm -hmm. so I really missed that connection with that imagination. So I per started pursuing opportunities, you know, auditioning and really putting myself out there again, you know, which I hadn't for quite some time. And you forget how to audition. I thought, you know, I'm learning and I'm excited to be learning. And either I'm going to be right for a, a part or I'm not. And mm -hmm. I think being older than I was, you know, prior when I was auditioning for stuff in New York and, and different things, I think just that sort of quiet confidence and maturity of that comes with age, I'm really thankful that, you know, it's, I put it in perspective rather than it being like, oh, no, I'm being rejected. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's cool. We're going to try something else. And then I started pursuing my own work. I, I'm going to audition for projects. And if I get cast, great you know, that's wonderful. But if I don't, then that's okay. What can I do now to still mm -hmm. um, learn and grow and also help other people? Because that was the whole thing. I, I realized that that was something that I really wanted to be able to do is to collaborate with people and people right. that had been in the industry for years. There was an opportunity to collaborate with them that maybe normally you, you wouldn't get a chance to do. Like they'd advertise on Twitter, hey, we're doing this film. Here's our GoFundMe page or here's the, you know, there's different websites where people need help with different projects and amazing right. talent. And so I started just kind of getting involved that way. And I saw mm -hmm. Carolyn Spence, who's a, a lovely film colleague and friend that I actually met uh, again through Twitter. She and James Smith have a movie called Cyberlante. And I read up on the on the film and, and saw the little trailer that they put together. And I thought, I really believe in this. I think this is going to do really well. And so I you know, wrote to them and there was an opportunity to, to assist um, post-production. So it had already been filmed. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of was the very first film that I got involved with just a few months ago. And then it kind of just went from there. You know, and then I ended up meeting Steve through another person named Carolyn Sames, who's a lovely mm -hmm. gal also on Twitter, who's done tons and tons of producing. And I think just admiring these two Carolyns on, and, the, and the film projects that they've become involved with and saying to myself, wow, I really love acting and music, but I really love telling the story. And I, I'd like to be involved in learning more about the business side of films. That was kind of how it's really started is just saying yes and um, reaching out to people. You know, I've, I've written to people that I may be nervous to write to before. And All I've right. just been like, well, either I'll get radio silence or no. And those are the two things that will happen. So I thought that's not that scary. So I've just been reaching out to people. And through that, it, I think there's five or six films and maybe a, um, a short film as well um, that oh, now I'm involved oh. with. And that's how I met Steve. He needed an executive producer of his film called Becoming Everything, which is a story that needs to be told about a father raising his daughter on his own after his wife tragically passes away. And I really resonated with the storyline and I talked to him and understood a little bit more about why he wanted the message to be out there, you know, to encourage um, other men that mm -hmm. they weren't alone in raising their children by themselves. 
Um, and I myself had, had been a single parent when my first husband passed away. So I really felt this mm. incredible connection with him. And so that right. was the second film. And then he said, look, I've been listening to your music and what she don't, he didn't have to do. And I said, oh, oh yeah. And he goes, I'm, and my fiance and I really like it. And we really think that this music should be in the film and really touched me. And I yeah. said, really? And, and he said, yeah. And so then it kind of moved into this, well, you know, that would be wonderful, but I'd also like to help create some music for it and also find, you know, some music for it. So the role of a music supervisor, which I've never done before, but it's exciting because it's another learning curve and it's then another step in what I'm about to do, which is, you know, scoring films and collaborating with other musicians. And, and so I'm embarking now on another dream really is to be involved, obviously in the acting aspect, which I love being able to give people a storyline with music and actually being able to participate in that, it is thrilling. And mm-hmm. I can't say that I would have gotten to this place had I not had the progression that's happened. So really excited, thankful, love everyone that I've met. Huge props to them for everything that they're doing, especially mm-hmm. in this difficult time. You know, being yes. brave and telling stories that need to be told. Um, so really excited and can't wait for the future. And again, learning, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so open to learning. And I think that that's my message to listeners. Be open to learning from people that have been in something, you know, longer than you and Mm -hmm. ask questions, be willing to get it wrong and then dust yourself off and learn and flourish. Yeah. Meeting new people. Like, it just sounds like, you know, you, a lot of these connections you made recently too, right? So yeah, yeah, it is really open to meet new people seek out the bigger network you never know where opportunities lie right and it sounds like (laughs) everywhere you don't know yeah I mean I I had a recent opportunity that uh, happened actually through LinkedIn gentleman and I connected on there and he's an amazing you know he's done acting and producing and directing and he and his wife run Golden Nugget International Film Festival it's a film festival dedicated to the art of creating short films and encouraging aspiring and emerging filmmakers and through through obviously the platform of this incredible international film festival so literally from all over the globe people submit their films and their quarterly screenings and and we got to talking and you know he listened to some uh, some of my music and he said look you know there's an opportunity for, for perhaps for some of these songs to make in some of these films that I'm working on that was kind of where it kind of happened and then he said oh I've noticed you're in New Zealand you know we're looking to expand our festival. Would you be interested in being the New Zealand coordinator for this film festival? And I was like, absolutely. A little That's intimidated by the, uh, by the idea uh, at first. I thought, well, let me, you know, give me 24 hours to think about this. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I just, I didn't, I don't, never want to commit to something unless I'm completely 100% committed to it. Right. And so, um, and I thought about it and I thought, you know what, this is exactly what I want to do because it allows me to also help encourage other filmmakers here in New Zealand and so that's an exciting new addition to my life Uh, I get to view the films as a judge I get to I've got my own email now on emmy at gniff.com so that (laughs) and I that is exciting and um and then watching little trailers that I see you know maybe on Twitter and reaching out to them and saying this is really good you should submit to this film festival so it's been like an exciting time as well to just sort of be on the other I don't know it's just a different avenue of film that 
yeah. yeah, I just think it's great that you involved in support for that, you know, independent music and film producing. Sounds awesome. Like, it's so exciting. Thank you. You know, I'm really excited and I'm thankful that people have taken the chance. They've yeah. decided to place faith in me and have said, look, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you to come on board. And that's, I really, really am thankful for that. So I know that sometimes mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. So, so thank you to Rock and Jenny of Golden Nugget um, International Film Festival for your support. Uh, I really appreciate it. Amazing. Amazing. So we've come to the final segment of the show. It's called In Search of True Fulfillment. Looking for 10 words or a sentence to describe an answer for these three questions. Number one, how do you define success? Contentment, peace, restoration, confidence, empowerment, excitement, innovation, and imagination. Nice. I love it. Number two, what does happiness mean to Emmy? I think happiness is the excitement of waking up the next day and knowing that life's an adventure, but also having the peace when things don't work out, know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What is one thing for someone to take away from your story that would help them ignite or harvest their inner sparks? Great question. Wow, Lily. (laughs) (laughs) Never giving up. Ultimately, that's my message. Don't give up. Love it. And not only don't give up, but help others. Because I promise you that when the focus is not on you and the focus is on someone else and making their life better, something ignites within your soul. And it just, it changes who you are in a really positive way. Oh, so well said. You are the kindest and loving soul. And I'm so fortunate to call you my friend. Uh, Honestly, yeah. (laughs) You know, what you just said there is exactly why I do what I do. (laughs) And and it is true. Helping others starts to ignite something within you. And uh, I love that. Love that. The Mm. No wonder there's this connection. (laughs) I know. I love you, Lily. I mean, I have tears in my eyes when I was like, oh. All right. So, I mean, you are such an amazing artist, a true professional in the business of entertainment now, and a wonderful inspiration and role model for anyone who's pursuing their dreams. Like you said, don't give up, never give up. You are actually flourishing during the worst time. (laughs) 2020, and a lot of people are saying it's the worst year ever, but your professional world is flourishing. Because you've never given up. You continue to be who you are, who Emmy is, and giving that back to the community. And I know you will be super successful throughout this year and years to come because of the way you are and how you approach things. Thank you. I'm so thankful that you spend the time with us because I know you're super busy. And I appreciate you sharing your empowering story with our Inner Sparks. Thank you. And I just wanted to thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with your listeners. I also want to give a shout out to two friends of mine, and that's Florence and Jim, Jim Jack's Media, two of the most beautiful 
souls. Um, I think you would agree, Lily, and anyone else, and has been blessed by knowing them. But they, they're two people that have really shown a great interest in my career and in who I am as a person, and they've encouraged me. I love being able to talk with them. And so I just want to thank Florence and Jim for the opportunity to also have met you, Lily, and all of the things that they're doing around the world promote positivity and hope and love. It is kind of who you surround yourself with. And I feel like we're really fortunate to be amongst friends here where we all have that mission where, yes, the world is going through what it's going through, but we can do our part in being kind and loving and helping others. And I think it's wonderful to have come across folks on social media that resonate in that way. And um, thank you, Florence and Jim. And thank you, Lily and your team for just your beautiful spirits. So appreciate you and and your listeners. Um, big hugs to everyone. And I have to echo that. Jim Florence, amazing people. I do feel fortunate that in this crazy chaotic world right now, there are great people that you can surround yourself with that can help and uplift you on a daily basis. Surround yourself with the right support system, that's for sure. I hope you have enjoyed my chat with Emmy as much as I have. She is a wonderful person and a great artist. You can connect with her on many social media platforms, which I will be providing in the show notes. If you enjoy our Inner Sparks contents, I encourage you to subscribe and follow and share with your friends and family. Your thoughts on this episode is encouraged on all our social media sites, which are listed in the podcast description. If you have any feedback on this podcast, please feel free to email me at ourinnersparks at gmail.com. Should you or someone in your life have an inspiring story you would like to see shared in our network, please feel free to email me with a nomination for future features. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Inner Sparks Featured Stories.